you know, well, if it's Jesus and, then that meant that Jesus' death and all that he went through, it didn't really mean anything. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Kettering Connect. I'm here with Pastor Jason Calvert, the youth yeah, what? Calvert. What? Calvert. Have we met? I'm Calvert. Yeah, yeah. it sounded like it's I said okay. Vort. Uh, youth pastor for the Kettering Adventist Church. And as always, Pastor Patrick Elliot? Anthony? No. Philip? No. What, uh, middle name? Yeah. Sean. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Yes. And yours, your middle name? I don't know your uh, middle Collins. name. Collins. Collins. Jason yeah, Collins. It's, it's very Calvert. Masculine. Yes. So, Pastor Patrick sure. Sean McCoy, mm. the young adult pastor here at the Kettering Adventist Church, and we're going to have fun. Yeah. Moving we forward. are excited because we have been, for six weeks, we've been in a series about Look Again, mm-hmm. Finding Jesus in the Old Testament. And then we had a week about transitions, celebrating our seniors in high school as they graduate and anyone who's graduating. But now for the summer, we're getting into a book of scripture in the New Testament, a letter of Paul. We've done this before. Yeah. Um, and it's I really like unpacking an entire book, right? Yeah. Especially one like Galatians, which I feel like you're about to tell everyone. I, but, I was. But this Thanks is for like stealing Paul's my thunder. For, you're welcome. That's what I do. I'm the youth pastor, right? But this is like Paul's first, we basically believe this is Paul's first book, right? So which really means this is like the first Christian document, mm-hmm. which is really kind of exciting. So yeah, start to finish, we'll unpack it for the entire summer. And I think it's going to be really great. Yeah, it's, it's as pastors, uh, we've decided that going through a book in the summer is kind of a cool thing because people are traveling. Well, although I don't know what the summer will look like, oh, but in, we'll still in do theory, some, yeah, yeah uh, people travel, do some different things. And whether you're with us on the weekend or not, you can keep traveling, keep, uh, keep traveling, yeah. keep working through the book of Galatians as we go through the summer. And yeah. we're titling it in Christ alone, uh, which we will find out more why that is the case. Uh, but we'll, we'll start off with the, just an introduction to this letter. As Jason said, it was Paul's first letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as we can tell, um, we'll get into this in chapter two, but Paul had his conversion experience and then he went and kind of had to spend some time working through that. Um, you which know, I think is really like, I love that part because that's kind of real, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how I am, right? Okay. We get this gospel or we learn something. It doesn't even necessarily have to be religious or spiritual. Like you learn something, but then you don't necessarily just go and apply it right away. You have to process and think and you know, what does this actually look like and sound like? And, you know, maybe so. Yeah. I, I love that part. Yeah. So he he didn't have his conversion experience and then change the world. Right. He had to kind of work through a lot of, I mean, if you think about it, he spent his whole life so steeped in the Jewish tradition and that now we're coming to this place of like, wait a minute, maybe maybe this Jesus Messiah actually fulfilled all of that. Mm-hmm. So so then what does that mean for us? Which is kind of the struggle we're going to get to in the book of Galatians. But mm-hmm. so Paul works through this, not just one or two or three years, but we think at least 11 years, right. he's kind of wrestling through all this stuff and processing these things. Barnabas goes and gets him. Um, you know, Barnabas is this great mentor, son of encouragement, who feels like, you know, like Paul is worth rescue. Like, yeah. like this guy has got something. Like he saw something in him. Yeah. yeah and, and, so and so Barnabas is like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get him. I'm going to, you know, whether or not anybody else wants to touch him That's and right. they start doing ministry together. Um, and, and so what happens, uh, several of Paul's letters, in fact, a lot of them are written to a specific church, um, you know, Thessalonica, Corinthians, um, Rome, you know, Rome, all this Philippi written to specific churches, but Galatians is written to the people in a region mm-hmm. and, and, the idea is it's written to several churches in that region. Um, but this is early on in his ministry. 
right, Jason? This right. is like, he has not been out there long. Um, you know, he's been doing some stuff, planting some gospel communities, and it's not long until he's planted this church. They go, they keep working, but then he hears that something's going on. Yeah. There, and apparently it's something big enough that he has some pretty bold statements, yeah. like right at the very beginning, yeah. uh, that are really worth unpacking and looking at. So. Yeah. So let, let's spend a little time before yeah. we get into the actual, the, the passage itself, uh, which today we'll, we'll just do the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Paul Hoover is going to be speaking about uh, this chapter for um, uh, this week, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But first, let's, let's, what was the problem? What was what was going on? What had kind of crept in from the time that Paul planted this little community right. to the short amount of time, as far as we can tell, that he had to write this letter and say, hey, something's going on. Right. So essentially, if I could boil it down, there's a group of people, probably Jews, who think, okay, you first need to become Jewish then you can believe in Jesus. Um, kind of this understanding that, okay, we understand that you want to, you accept Jesus as your savior and, and that's really good, but first you have to become Jewish. And so kind of this understanding is, you know, first there, there's something more you still have to do, mm. you know, just believing in him and what he did. Um, that's a big piece, but kind of still this idea that it's a piece. And, and the issue really was for them, circumcision, which, mm. you know, at that time was truly meant like this is an outward physical sign you belong to this tribe, right? You are now in, if yeah. you will. Uh, and so the idea was, you know, you want to be a Christ follower. You want to, um, I think they were called the Messiah people. Mm. Uh, one commentary I was reading was telling me about that. You want to be a Messiah person. That's great. But first, we need to make sure you are in, that yeah. you belong to us, and that you're willing to, you know, <laughs> have some surgery, right, in order sure. to make that happen. And then, but then Paul is like, wait, wait, you're wait. You're not going to go into the details no, no, about no, the surgery and yeah, how that, okay, just, I just wanted to make sure. I was going to say Google it, but you. maybe you shouldn't Google it. Just, yeah, no, you know, there's your, no reason. Yeah, just believe us. Yeah. But the point, but the, Paul's like, no, 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 because that that's not just a different gospel. That just isn't gospel, right? Yeah. Because, you know, the word gospel literally means good news. And so this whole idea of, no, the good news is that salvation happens through Jesus alone. Salvation is a gift for everyone. There's nothing else you still need to do. Hence, this is the good news. And anything that's not that, right? And he actually says it in his language here at the very beginning. Uh, he it, he calls it different. But the whole idea in that language is it's not only different, it, that's just not gospel. Right? Yeah. So in other words, it's just bad news. If there's yeah. something you have to do plus Jesus, that's not the gospel. So it's not it's not Jesus and. right. It's Jesus in Christ alone, right? nothing else. But of course, they were struggling, right? Because for, for centuries, they were the chosen. Right. They were Israel. Right. They were God's special children. Right. Um, and, and in order to set themselves apart, they had these specific rules and rituals and right. things and like laws, that. This yeah. is what made them special. Mm-hmm. And so now the Gentiles, which to them, I mean, the Gentiles were, were bottom rung. Well, and right? they had really... Z- I don't want to say zero knowledge, but not a lot of knowledge yeah. of the historical critical context of those rules. And wait, you do what and why? You know, specifically with not just circumcision, but also like dietary restrictions yeah. and, you know, just several different things. And so that's where you have these group of Jews that are like, okay, you want to trust in Jesus? That's great. But first, you also have to, you know, do all this other stuff. Yeah. And Paul's like, no, that is not the gospel. And he right. has some pretty strong words. So so it seems to me uh, like, uh, you know, the Jews were saying, look, this is our table. 
This right. is who's allowed at our table. Right. If you check all the boxes, then you right? can have a seat. Then right. you can have a seat. Right. The Gentiles didn't get that, so they could come to the party, but they had to sit at the kids' table. Right. If right. Right. If if that. Right. Um, and that. So we're going to get into some problems with this because Jesus wanted a bigger table. Right. Right. Jesus was all about inviting more people and and not limiting that. And right. uh, there's actually this this great um, quote from Acts 15, which deals with some of this. You know, yeah, some yeah. of the the Jewish leaders that are wrestling with, um, you know, whether or not they they should circumcise the Gentiles and and all of what what hoops do they have to jump through? Right. And one of the great quotes that I love from that is like, no, they they resolved that they shouldn't make it difficult mm. for someone to come to Christ, which is just so interesting. Like. Do we do that? Like, do we have extra things, right? Yeah. Maybe we don't have to necessarily name them, but, but just think about it. Like, as a faith community or as a faith tribe or just in your own personal walk, is there anything that I do or is there anything that my faith community does to clutter up the gospel yeah. or, you know, to needlessly put things in the way yeah. from people, you know, coming to the table. Yeah. Know, well, I mean, again, the, it was what what set the Jews apart. We wanted to distinguish, yeah, right? right? Well, we could say the same thing in our faith tribe. Sure. Like, well, do you observe the Sabbath the way that I do it? Mm-hmm. Do you eat the way that I do it? I mean, I'm sure we've all had those those kinds of conversations, uh, you know, or been judged for what we were or weren't eating or oh, absolutely. any of those kinds of things. As long as you have rice and guacamole on your haystacks. I right. feel like that's, right. that should be the only requirement. Yeah. And, and, and all of these things, all they exist to do is draw lines in the sand. Right. right. Who's in and who's, who's out. In, who's out. Right. And and that's what they're fighting with here. And so this isn't just a message for uh the the Galatians, the Jews and the Gentiles. Right. Back Nearly then. two thousand years ago. Yeah, this is us. This yep. this is our struggle right here and right now. Is it Jesus and Mm-hmm. Or Jesus all, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and and so uh, with that, let's yeah. let's spend let's a little time into it. the word. Do you want to read the first ten yeah, uh, verses? F- first ten verses of the book of Galatians. So my Bible says this is the New Living Translation. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. So in case you were unclear, <laughs> I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ Himself and by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches. of of Galatia. May God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his, and I clearly cannot read, sorry, verse four. <laughs> Jesus gave his which we live. Sorry, I just skipped a line because I really cannot oh, read. Okay. All right. Here we go. Now we're reading verse four. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned, in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. I am shocked that you are now turning away so soon from God, who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Let God curse let God's curse fall on anyone including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preached to you. I say again, what we have said before, if anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. And verse 10, sorry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I am not trying to win the approval of people, but God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. 
do, do you think sometimes like Paul just stop beating around the bush? You know, <laughs> like what are you what are you trying to say, dude? He's so bold. Yeah, I I, I love it. Like well, I feel like that. Just what we just read those ten verses. I mean, that could be an entire series. Yeah, yeah. And and he's again. It's like, look, there's some other kind of thing happening here, and it's not gospel, and it has to stop. Like there's right. no black. There, there's no gray. Right. In this, it is black and white. This is not gospel. This needs to stop. Right. Um, because it's diluting the work of Christ. It's diluting what the gospel message is, right? Right. And for me, and so a couple things as yeah. we're moving along here. Um, you know, so like verse four, the one I struggled with, uh, Jesus gave his life for our sins just as God our Father planned. Okay, that is really amazing. In order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. And so kind of two things I was thinking about is like, uh, for one, Jesus is the one, like a lot of times we think, okay, well, the Father's the one that in- initiated all of these things. But no, Jesus also had a mm-hmm. huge role in saying, no, I am giving my life, right? Mm-hmm. This is why I'm here, right? To love on these people and to save people. But also this idea that a relationship with Jesus doesn't just mean salvation and we get to go to heaven someday when, but it actually makes a difference in my life today, like right now. Mm-hmm. A relationship with Jesus makes life better today and it yeah. makes me better at life. Today, and specifically this idea where it says, um, in order to rescue us from the evil world in which we live, and kind of in the in the Greek, you know, language, there's this idea that it's not that he's going to take us away from the circumstances Mm -hmm. um, or from the presence of evil, but it's more that he will rescue us from the power of evil. So he's not necessarily going to change everything, but he will be with you, and you will come through victorious. And and he's also like right from the get go, he's kind of bringing the world of the the Greek Gentile world yeah, yeah. together with the Jewish world, right? Yeah. So so where does that come together here? Yeah, so at the beginning, he says grace and peace, these two kind of big words that I'm pretty sure Pastor Paul is going to preach on mm-hmm. uh, this week. Um, but grace is kind of your traditional like Greek um, Gentile type greeting, and then peace, shalom, kind of this nod to to Judaism and, and the Jewish, you know, the traditional Jewish greeting. And so it's like at the very beginning, as he's talking to these this group, right? Because it's not just one church; it's a yeah. group of churches. He's he's sharing both. He's giving them a greeting in the current culture that they had, mm. while holding on to some of the you know the traditional Jewish yeah. First Testament, yeah, as bringing well. the worlds together, yeah, right, yeah. Right. He's bringing the worlds together, and we'll see some more of that uh, as far as as his own call, uh, as, as we read more, but let's go ahead and, uh, I'll I'll read this next passage. We'll kind of reflect on all of that and then wrap it up for this week. Um, but it says, it goes on in verse 11, uh, for I would have, you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel for I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through revelations of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. That's, that's a slight understatement, but not far. Right, right. <laughs> and I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son for me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to, to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained 
remained with him 15 days, but I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And what I am writing to you before God, I did not lie. I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. So, you know, Paul obviously is sharing his his own testimony here, his journey, how this is who I was, right. this is who I am now. Which is also interesting, like just the power of testimony. Because <laughs> he's like, you guys have all heard, right? It's right. like, it's a known thing. Everybody knows who I am and yeah. basically how ruthless I was and blah, blah, blah. So again, the, the power of testimony is real. And, yeah. and I think, you know, one of my favorite authors, Ellen White says, uh, I'll probably butcher the quote, but basically the idea is um, we should have one sermon a month and the other three Sabbaths should be testimonies, mm. just the power of a testimony mm-hmm. and someone's story. And, uh, and so he kind of dives into that. Like, listen, you guys know a part of the story. Yeah. Well, and he's naming it, right? Because yeah. there are still people that are like, you know, Paul's coming. Wait, wasn't he the guy that, right, right. you know, did this stuff for the churches? Why should we? And Paul's saying, look, yeah, I know that, that, that was me. Mm-hmm. That is not yeah, he's me now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so one, it speaks to the power of the gospel that he's talking about. So when he talks about how there is this gospel that's here on the table now that is different uh, and that, and it has changed me from this violent person to this person that is just on fire for Jesus and all about mm-hmm. love and grace mm-hmm. and peace. Um, you know, yeah. so it's a, it's an interesting twist, but he's still fighting against this idea that it's Jesus and, and. something else, right? right? Um, Especially the name of the and is what can separate, right? right. Uh, versus, no, no, no. When Jesus came, the gospel, the good news is it's for everyone, right? So right. come on in. And I think it's also interesting that he, you know, part of what gets him is this idea that, you know, well, if it's Jesus and, then that meant that Jesus is death and all that he went through, it didn't really mean anything. Right. Or at least it's not enough. It's not enough. Right. Right. He, he uses the word in vain at different places. Then Jesus died in vain and knowing yeah. all, knowing that how, how much Paul was rescued, right. which he talks about here, he's, he's ready to fight and die for that right. uh, concept because it's, it's, what, it's what has made him who he is. Well, and, and not this translation. Another translation I was reading earlier talked about how it's a perversion of mm. the gospel. That was the word that they used. So it's like... It, no, it's like the sick, twisted. This is not the right one. So yeah. he's just here to clarify. Yeah. And and you know, and he's not like. This is the thing. He's he's so impassioned about this because of the freedom of the right. good news, right? right? It's like, why are you yeah. choosing to be held down, or why are you choosing to hold on to this this idea? The gospel, this this, it's freedom. Right? right. This is a good. I mean, we keep saying this over and over again, it's good news, but it is, right? It's, it's freeing. Yeah. So, And he's going to specifically get into that later on and talking about the freedom that we have now in Christ, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to read, a, uh, I was, as I was studying, I came across uh, something that N.T. Wright, who is a New Testament uh, theologian, uh, was writing about Paul and this whole letter to the Galatians. And then uh, and then probably for this week, anyway, we'll have a word of prayer and then yeah, we'll, be we'll yeah. call it. And then uh, we'll, we'll come back next week with more. But uh, he says this about what Paul was struggling with. He said, Paul had come to believe that Jesus couldn't simply be added on to 
the earlier picture of God's rescuing kingdom. The shocking and unexpected events of the Messiah's death and resurrection, coupled with the dramatic sense of personal renewal, for which the only explanation was the outpoured divine spirit, meant that everything had changed. Mm. A new world had been launched. And if people were trying to live in the new world while wanting at the same time to put on a good face before people who hadn't realized just how radical this new world was, they were precisely putting on a face, playing a part, covering up reality with a mask. And that's where it gets into that hypocrisy, right? It's like, you're saying you own this, yet you're still trying to act the part. Well, and what's interesting about the word hypocrisy, and it, so literally it means a stage actor, yeah. right? Because at that time in that culture, anyone who acted on a stage, it was it was always a man. Yeah. Um, but the characters, right, would be female or whatever. Yeah. And so the idea is, right, you 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 would always have this male actor, but you're putting on different faces. And so yeah, that's what he's talking about. And you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we can go on. So there. it's 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 in Christ alone. You can't add to it. Yeah, right. There's nothing else. It's not Jesus, and it's just Jesus, uh, and that. So that's what we're going to continue to wrestle with through this series uh, in Christ alone, freedom, the true gospel, not anything else. In this whole, the, there's something new that's yeah. about to happen, right? And even like now during this COVID season, well, you know, there's lots of talk of well, we're going to go back to the old, or is there going to be like a new norm? Mm. And that's kind of in a very different way, it's still kind of the same principle. Well, there's something new. So what does this new thing actually yeah. look like? Let's not go back. We're yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Moving and forward. that's going to be new. Yeah. yeah. So. And hard uh, for people to kind of let go and trust yeah. in the new way. So, so with that, cool. Jason, would you have a word of prayer for us? Absolutely. Yeah, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for these beautiful words written by Paul um, to a totally different group of people on the other side of the planet thousands of years ago. But God, some of these words are still so relevant and applicable for us today. So I pray that as we begin the study through this sermonic series and through uh, these Kettering Connects that you speak to us and uh, that you stir in our hearts um, the things that you would have us know, truly the freedom of the gospel and and what that means for our lives. So I pray that as we move forward, uh, that the same spirit who inspired Paul to write this stuff down inspires us as we read them uh, and apply them to our lives. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening again to another episode of Kettering Connect. This weekend, Pastor Paul Hoover will unpack this in his message. We'll be back next week to talk about Galatians 2. So we'll see you then. Thanks. See ya. And just like crank that up and like, you know. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, be serious. Mm. <clears throat> We're well, pastors. Welcome. Ooh. Or like a or like an NBA. And now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're gonna no, anyway. All right.